is the Blue Room. One hour, everything Everton. Radio City Talk. Good evening, welcome to the Blue Room on Radio City Talk. Someone had to tell me that before that they changed the name. Um, it is me, Peter McFarland. I'm joined by Matt Jones in the studio. Uh, we'll be talking all about the draw with Swansea on Saturday. You know, looking forward to tonight's game against Reading as well. If we've got any team news, we'll bring it. Unfortunately, it is an 8 o'clock kickoff, so we might just miss out on that one, Matt. Uh, before we get into the Swansea talk... I just wanted to talk about something I've seen today. Uh, it is that time of year, Matt. It is FIFA versus Pro Evo Soccer, which, it, you know, it does stir lots of debate. It's quite tribal, isn't it? Oh, yeah. It gets people really I'll tell you what, really it gets angry. people really... But for the last, um, you know, when I was a lad, it was all about Pro Evo. <laughs> it was all about ISS. They're not Sabutio when you were a lad, wasn't they? Uh, they had Sabutio, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we had lots of things. <laughs> we had those sticks where you pull it back and it spins and all that. Um, but Pro Evo was the king, as far as I was concerned. Pro Evo was the king. It, it doesn't matter if it was only Merseyside blue. You went looking, <laughs> Still is, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Well, you didn't matter, but you went looking everywhere on the internet for these option files that mm. you got them and and you'd find all the kits and all the name changes and everything. And once you'd done that, it was great if you could find them. But anyway, it's. It, Pro Evo, it's coming back Pro Evo, so I've heard. I was reading a couple mm. of reviews today, and FIFA's not not as good as apparently as good as as good as all the adverts are, and all the hype, and all the all the um, all the do's and all that. I think mm. there was one in London last night, and uh, all over the world there was. But what caught me eye today was the pictures of of Pro Evo, which is as I say, it's supposed to be back. Never quite been good on on the PS3 or the mm. PS4, but it's supposed to be on its way back. But I was looking at the pictures today on I think the Echo were running a quiz, and um, they've let themselves down. That's all I can say. <laughs> they've let themselves down on some of these some of these pictures. Some of these pictures of Everton played. Some of them are all right. Some of them are okay. People like Tim Howard, they're okay. But um, Leighton Baines looks like Frodo. <laughs> I just think they all look like Dennis Strackler-Hersey. Yeah. They've all, got that, <laughs> they've all got that look in their eye. Yeah. That they're about Try to, and watch photo fits yeah, sort basically, of thing, yeah. They are basically just photo fits. It's like they've took the... It's like FIFA does the whole thing where it goes to the grounds and scans the faces and done all that because it's got the licence mm. and all that. This is like... Yeah, just swap the eyes, swap the hair, swap the nose. They are photo fit faces, and some of them are scary. And if <laughs> if any Everton player actually looked like that, I would I'd be terrified of any like small mascot meeting them. Well, they all get they all get sent for early, don't they? So I think I think they'll all be be championing that because they're all on Twitter's day, weren't they? All got me copy a few days early, you know. Can't wait to play it and all that, and you know all all those early on on fifty grand. <laughs> I've got to wait the next few days for it. But as Pro Evo's always been for the for the games. Hasn't it for the ones who like the the pure rep- replication of football, whereas as FIFA is more a bit like you know a bit of a pristine product that looks better, but it might might not necessarily play better. I think I think that's how it's always been. <laughs> I think so. I think it just it just caught me. I mean, no, someone someone who's a, a, a pure football fan like yourself, obviously like in Pro Evo, it's uh, Pro Evo was the king. Yeah. I don't care. It was the king. It, I mean, was, it was the king when I, when I was uh, about fourteen, fifteen. That was always the best one. And then FIFA kind of took over a little bit, didn't it? Eventually, but I I'm not really sure which one's better now. Which is, you know, yeah, I'll have to. I'll have to. Oh, oh, wait, try and you know. try and buy them both. Could have sent you back about a hundred quid now, actually. One with that. I wait for my free copy. To be honest, <laughs> uh, <laughs> send them into us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Anyone from EA or yeah. Konami's listening there? Uh, Whatever. So who's got one who's, who's not happy with the photo <laughs> face and, and doesn't want to play? Yeah, I'm sure. But Everton, I've got loads. And just yeah. send us one. We'll we'll test them all for you. Anyway, just go on the Echo website, see the quiz. Uh, it is it is ridiculous how bad some of them are. Um, moving on to. Um, <laughs> 
Dennis Chocolat, see that? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, moving on to Saturday, Matt. Um, you know, I think I think last week we were we were sitting here and we were we were quite optimistic that that Everton's style of play going to going to Swansea, someone who'd like to keep the ball and, and use the ball very much like Everton have done in the last couple of years. It would suit us playing on the break. Um you know, what's it, what's it, obviously nil-nil, what's your initial assessment of how the game went? Well, I went down there, I sat this first time I've ever been, it was, we had a great time and um, coming out the coming out the ground, the overwhelming reaction was pretty positive to be honest, I was uh, I was a little bit annoyed with Morales at the end, I'm sure we'll come on to that in a minute, um, I was a bit disappointed with the, the way we missed chances, especially in the second half, but I thought the performance of the team overall, all things considered, was really good. Uh, the, the backs, the backs, well, the, the back four in the midfield in particular, I thought worked really well. And uh, we, we nullified a, a really good attacking side with some some quality players in there, the likes of Gomez and Montero, Sigurdsson and Ayew, who we touched upon last week, who were all going to be, you know, they, they've troubled a lot of really good sides this season. You look at Manchester United and, and how they struggled going there. Um, so I was happy with, with that side of it all. I think there, there was a lot of things that worked well. The, the back four, especially when you consider we've got four English lads in there, three of them who under age twenty one or under, and they just never looked flustered. It was it was such an improvement defensively on on the game against Tottenham Hotspur away from home the week before. Even well, a couple of weeks before, even though we kept a clean sheet. So uh, there was a lot of positive things coming out of it. And, and after I'd, I'd calmed down, <laughs> I was I was I was majorly positive with, with the way we played and then how we went and nullified the side, which I think are going to do really well this season. Yeah, I, I, I tend to agree with a lot of the points there. I, I was a little bit more disappointed, mm. to be honest, because I just thought Swansea were, you know, I'm not saying they were there for the taking before the game, but the, but you do see the way we play, sure. and yeah. and I, I, th- I think what annoyed me most is I think we had something like 17 attempts and only two on target, mm. and I think that 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 was the most annoying, you know, fact of the game was how well we played, and it was just poor finishing that let us down, and and. You know, I think I think games like that you reflect on games like that later on in the season, and, and you, you'll know, you know, you'll know we'll know more later on in the season when we look back and look where we are and, and assess, you know, where we are, where we've missed out, if we've missed out, and and those points. And that's what I thought very much about Swansea on Saturday. I looked at it and thought, I just really hope these points don't come back to bite us because they're the kind of games that not only um, are important, you know, to get the three points, but it's important for the next game as well. You've gone somewhere, you've gone to a team like Swansea, who's supposed to have had a good start. Mm. You know, if you turn them over, you go to somewhere like West Brom and, and you, you know, you're absolutely flying. You think, you know, the performance should do that itself. Mm. But I think getting three points is can just it has such a large knock-on effect as the season goes on because you feel like if you go into away games okay you we played three so far and we, you know we're unbeaten and uh, three clean sheets as well so that, that that is absolutely fantastic but if you can rack up those points that makes such a difference in this mm. league i think if you can get you know those away points yeah i think on the day obviously uh, we should have won the game comfortably and in that respect, you've got to look at it and you've got to say two points drop based on, based on the chances we missed. I mean, I think Gary Monk said afterwards it was quite an even game. I'm not really sure about that if, it, if you watch the second half, but it it was it was very similar in a way to, to Southampton. Just and I know it sounds a bit daft, but without the goals, every everything worked really well. We we were creative going forward. We were really good in defence, and it, it was just that final touch. And I think Rom's been getting a lot of sticks since the since the game about his finishing, and I, I do tend to agree with a lot of that. He, he should have done better for 28 million pounds you'd expect them to put at least one of those chances in the back of the net but if you look at how the young players have come on this season and how they've developed I think 
in the long term, if you look at things as a whole, it's only a matter of time before he starts putting those chances away on a lot more regular basis. And if you look at it in the short term, you've got to say two points drop. But but overall, if you're going to look at the whole season, the way we played, the the lads coming in who, who aren't usually in the first team and how they performed at a tough venue, I think the feeling's got to be overwhelmingly positive. I think anyway, looking looking ahead. Yeah, sticking on the Romelu Lukaku, and obviously you mentioned there, you know, he had a he had a couple of really really good chances that really should have put away on a normal day. We'll put away, but it, it's interesting because you know people do say you know if he's not if he's not scoring, what it, mm. what is he doing? Um, I. I my worry there is, you know, with 60 minutes gone or, or, you know, 60, 75 minutes to go, you're looking and your only other options are wingers. Hmm. And that, to me, um, it, it's not right. Do you know what I mean? It's not right. Because Romelu Lukaku's not going to have... He's not going to be brilliant every game. I mean, he's not brilliant every game, but he, but he's effective most of the time. He is effective, he, you know. But you, you, there's no one on the bench to push him. Hmm. And the only other strikers on the pitch playing right wing... Yeah, and we've got <laughs> we've got five wingers, you know, or the, you know three wingers sitting on the bench, and you just think to yourself, well, surely something isn't right there because Kona yet has had a great start of the season, but surely at some point Roberto Martin is going to have to look at that and say, well, actually, I do need an alternative to Romelu Lukaku, whether that's starting games or being on the bench and and him coming on after an hour or seventy five minutes or whatever, or sometimes coming on and playing up front with Romelu Lukaku. Mm-hmm. You don't really... Well, I certainly don't think you're going to get more than 75 minutes out of Kone anyway, effectively. So you can't really take Rom off and push Kone up front and, and him, you know, really have something different. So I wonder whether that that's, a, you know, that's an issue that Roberto Martinez needs to look at. I think, yeah, I think definitely going forward, it's something to... He does need to consider, and you think of there, that the three players who started... In the, in the front three, as you will, with the, with the three players, you probably consider if, as you know they'd be our top three centre forward options. You had to pick it up, Lukaku, Kone, and then if, if either of them two, God forbid, anything happened to him, it'd be Stephen Naismith in there, one there, yeah. and, he, and he came on against Tottenham, didn't he, and, yeah. and went up front for the last few minutes. So it's it's only I think his hands were tied a, a little bit in a way because of how the team played against Chelsea. It, it yeah. would it would have been harsh to drop Lukaku, Kone, or, or Naismith after he scored the hat trick, obviously in that mm-hmm. match and. I, I, I had no issue with the team really. I think going forward no, no, we, we, no. We, we were pretty good. Um, I would like to have seen Delafeu maybe come on a little bit earlier. Um, I think it was quite obvious in, in the second half that, that Swansea were, were in it. I mean, Everton were in the ascendancy rather they were deteriorating. And uh, the fullback areas in, in, in particular, Montero wasn't giving any cover at all to. Uh, to, to the left back Neil Taylor and, mm. and I you the same on the right hand side and, and, and Barkley got on him a lot so I, I was looking at that thinking maybe get an orthodox winger on now whether it be Lennon or Delafeu and just just, just test the full backs out and we've seen in earnest didn't we Delafeu got, got on him a couple of times so the encouraging thing he's got options there hasn't he now you, you mentioned how many wings we've got on the bench uh, well it'll be one less next week yeah. when Morales being suspended but um yeah, it's certainly against West Brom as well coming up where they're going to sit deep in and pack the defence. Maybe someone like Delafeu or Lennon, a little bit rawer, a little bit more direct, give us, give us a different edge. Do you think that now, now that we are, you know, five, six games into the season that he can start looking at? Because of Kone, you know, when the season started, it was more of an emergency option, wasn't it? You know, putting mm-hmm. him on the wing, obviously. Um, I don't think he was sure about Delafeu. don't think he was sure Morales could give him what he wanted. You know, someone who would just essentially sit out there and uh, be able to hold the ball up at times obviously Lennon wasn't at the club yet um, 
do you think going forward that's something we'll start reverting to? I mean, I know Coney's one of his favourites, and he, you know, he, mm. you can tell that he really wants him to, to succeed, not only for because it was his buy and he had them at Wigan, but for the player himself because of all the the, the time he's missed with the injury. Mm. You know, you, do you think you think he will start? maybe slowly start using him in his natural position as a, as a centre forward I think it's a squad game now isn't it and if you in every team I'd imagine the Premier League would have a natural centre forward on the bench I'd be surprised if, if you look through the, the rest of the 19 squads at the weekend there, there was any side in the division that didn't have a, a striker in, in the squad and it it does tie hands in in that respect because, like you mentioned, Lukaku was having a bad day, and you know he he's not a player that really gets dragged off, does he? he doesn't no. doesn't really bring him off. But well, there's no one to bring him off. Ex- for, exactly, though, is there? that's the problem. There's no there's yeah. Kone is sort of mm. an an alternative, and which that's we it, yeah. which we've seen at Spurs mm. late on the way and. Mm. When he put Coney up front late on at Spurs, he actually had a really good and chance. He came on against Watford, didn't he, on the first day and played yeah. up in, in a two alongside Lukaku yeah. and scored off the bench. So he's got form there. He, he's shown he can do it. He can come into the team. And, you know, he, he has lost that little bit of dynamism he had, but he's still an intelligent player. And, and when you're going up against defenders who are tired and, and like to Swansea, who will put under pressure for a lot of that second half. There's going to be spaces that are open enough for him, and, and there's a better chance for him to, to, you know, to influence the game. So, I, I think he's not going. We, we've made the joke about this wingers thing the last few weeks and how many he's got, but he, he's not. He's not a stupid fellow. He's going to know Martinez. He must be intent on playing wide players. Otherwise, he simply won the brought so many in. So it's something that I imagine you look at going forward. I think Kone's been brought into the team mainly to try and get the best out of Rom and Ross Barkley because he's an outlet up the top of the pitch. He holds the ball up. He gives it simple, and, and he, he helps bring those sorts of players into into the game. But uh, especially with Barkley playing a bit better now, maybe you know have a little bit of a you know a vibrant edge on, on the wing instead of someone who's, who's more functional. I, I definitely think that. I definitely think that. Maybe Roberto Martinez has been surprised, maybe how well we've started the season because mm. I think I think the way we've played has been quite cautious at times. You yeah. know, playing on the break. We, uh, we've said lots of times. I think that suits us anyway. I think having, as you just mentioned, then going forward, we will see those wingers more. And you may, you touched on you know Saturday possibly should we have brought Delafeo on a little bit earlier or or maybe you know Manalas or, or even mm. Lennon because. You could tell for the first 10-15 minutes of the second half we were we were pushing them back, and and having the security of essentially four centre backs playing across the back line, you know McCarthy, Barry using good form playing in front of them, it does give you that, mm. it does give you that security to possibly play, you know take take Coney off a little bit earlier and bring a, an out and out winger on because. Even when Delafeu came on, you know, we didn't really did, didn't really get out around the back of us. Delafeu was intent, you know, intently working back as well. He was trying to get stuck in at the back. He was making sure he was covering because he probably feels like he's he's got to because of all the competition. So, I, 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 you know, it's what we've been called. Certainly, what I've mm. been calling for anyway. Um, it's just where as we go forward again, Roberto Martinez maybe starts feeling well. You know what? I can I can start letting this team off the leash yeah. a little bit. We don't have to worry as much as as being as rigid as we we can. We have got the basis because there there does seem to be a lot of confidence in that back line yeah. now. Whoever's in it, knowing that Stones and Jagielka are uh, the back two, there's confidence flowing through the whole team now. I think starting from yeah. the back. Oh, we you know you mentioned about the I think I think the players this season they've had a lot of of bridge building to have in terms of confidence and getting the confidence back after the way last season went and that's the same for the manager I imagine he's looking at the team thinking <clears throat> you know he said in the week he's he's never set a team up to, to keep a clean sheet as, as the priority but 
the sides that we've played away from home you mentioned there with our, our main aim in the game seems to have been to be cohesive and not to get beaten a lot of these away games and I think gradually he's going to have to work you know he's going to have to get his confidence back in these players and now going forward against the likes of West Brom maybe we play some weaker opposition away from home he'll let the team off the leash a little bit but you touched there on, on that back four and, and how impressive they've been and I think Stones and Jackie Elka I can't think of a better partnership in, in the Premier League at the moment I think they've been they've been absolutely superb in that respect and if you look at the plays they've kept out this season Kane, Costa, Aguero were the, were the three top scorers in, in the league last season and then you've got like said Pallard and Gomez who are two of the top five scorers in, in the league this season so that that should give him license now, hopefully, to, to go and experiment. Give the likes of Delafeu a, a, a bit more of a free role on the team, and hopefully, go more and win some more of these games on the road. Yeah, I think, I think you're right. I think it's give confidence to um, Tim Howard as well. Yeah. I think there's, I think that you know that, that's really helped this season. Is that so far? I mean, that's that was a re- we'll touch more on the defence in, in part two of the show, but I think that was so important on Saturday that 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 partnership didn't get broken mm. up. I, I know a lot of people were saying, you know, Bing, Foons, Murray, and I know people expected that because of the money they brought in, but I thought it was so key that, you know, because I think you can, I think you can get away with it more if you've got, if you've got a, uh, you know, if you've got someone like Brown and playing wide, I think you can get away with mistakes out there, but I don't think you can get, get away with those mistakes in the centre of field. I think, it, you know, if there is a, mis- uh, if it is a m- mistake in the centre of defence, sorry, it affects everyone. It affects the fullbacks. Yeah. It affects the goalkeeper. So I think that was really important that he, he keeps those two together. And Stones playing right back. Okay, it was a, it was an emergency situation against Chelsea, yeah. but I don't think that should ever happen. You know, unless it is an absolute essential need, and we haven't got the players on the bench because when him when Stones and Jags are playing together, you know, they're, they're so good a partnership. Have you just said that? I mean, really, that should be the partnership for for England. Yeah. You know, it won't be. But it should be, um, because they're so good together, and it's so important that we do have partnerships there. But uh, we'll come back on that point in part two, because I really want to talk about, you know, that back four and those full-backs and young English players and the fact Mm. that we're getting no credit for it. (laughs) Uh, You are listening to The Blue Room. We'll be right back. The Blue Room, Radio City Talk. Welcome back to the Blue Room on Radio City Talk with me, Peter McPartland. I'm in the studio with Matt Jones. We've been talking about Everton's draw with Swansea on Saturday. Uh, just before the break, there we'd sum up the back four, and obviously we were talking about uh, John Stones and Phil Jagielka. But I just wanted to touch quickly, Matt, or maybe not quickly, on uh, <laughs> on the other t- well, the other two lads and the units as a whole. I mean, obviously. Uh, Brown and come in to play to play right back, which which I was happy about because you know every time we've seen him he's done quite well. I mean obviously mm. against Manchester City when he come on at left back he, had, he was a bit shell shocked, got a bit of a run around, yeah. but which is which is understandable. You know um, he's a centre back who who's had to play full back and had to play left left back, so can understand that. Um, but you know I thought I thought once after you know after the first five ten fifteen minutes um, once he'd kicked Montero up in the air um, he settled down and I thought he had a really good game and I thought he did really well and having him on that side and, and knowing that he could do the job I think I think it really helped the team as well really settled the team down I think you know no one had to overcompensate themselves which sometimes can be can be the case you can get a player getting dragged out of position and, and obviously with Coney playing in front of him and him not being necessarily the most switched on player defensively 
as I say, other players can compensate, whether that be John Stones or, or you know, whether that be James McCarthy having to get over all the time. And I think once he settled in, he, it, it was great and it really helped the team. Yeah, yeah he, he was outstanding. I thought he, he did really well. Um, you look at that Montero and, and the players he's torn to bits this season and he, he is a really dangerous fast winger, got got loads of tricks and he was just there. It was just like Galloway. He, he slotted into the team with minimal fuss, did his job brilliantly and, and in the end it was it was right in front of me and the second half Montero was flinging himself over trying to get three kicks because he, he just couldn't get past him. He was yeah. he was getting his body in the way, he was fast, he was putting tackles in and like you said, McCarthy did think a quite good job as well coming across to, to help out with the cover and, and we got men round him and he he was he was brilliant and speaking on the show last week I think we all wanted a and like an orthodox defender in there, yeah. we didn't want to see Lennon go to there or, or anything like that. And and that, that's what he is, isn't he? He's, he is an, he's a big unit. He's an orthodox defender. I think Martin has said in the aftermath, he's he's the best one-on-one defender at the, at the football club. Yeah. So you know, it's it's great to know that we've we've got another option there now. And even though he doesn't quite offer you the same sort of thing as, as Seamus Coleman going forward, if you're going away from home to a tough venue and and we need some stability in that position, he's shown that he can definitely do a job. Yeah, I mean, I was quite surprised Lennon didn't start in front. Of because yeah. simply because of what Lennon can offer and what Kone can offer. Um I would definitely like to see that moving forward if um no there's no word on, on um Seamus Coleman but John Joe Kenny's been yeah, uh, pulled back today. from Wigan today, which is quite interesting. I don't know whether that's whether that play he's been having a bit of a ton of time. Well, that, so some, that yeah. sometimes can happen as well. You know, if a player goes to a loan club and it's not happened to him, it, it, it's sometimes the best case that a good player gets pulled back. So if that's the case, that may be better news than, yeah. than <laughs> anything long term to um, to to Seamus Coleman. But um, I think what I, I think what you know what you're seeing is. As well, on the other side, left-back was Galloway. I mean, we've seen Galloway now. We've seen him, obviously, the first few games, quite tentative. And a lot of us, you know, me included, were saying, well, it's great because he, he's just defensive mm. and he just does the job. But what we've seen in the last couple of games is he's starting to get the confidence now to go yeah. for, forward. Obviously, he provided the goal for Naismith's, uh, the cross for Naismith's first goal last week. You know, and he had a couple of really good chances. I mean... He'll probably be disappointed. The one he dragged wide. I mean, the you know the other one he had. I think you know was it hit uh, Ashley Williams. It's a great block, you know, wasn't it? Like, you yeah. know, it was a great stop. But he, you know, you you seen the confidence. And it was almost like I'm not the new boy anymore. Brand new <laughs> boy now. I can. But obviously, the manager said to him, "Listen, go. You can go. You can go forward if you want. You're a good enough player." Um, have a go and, and that was great to see as well you know the other side of it getting forward attacking and giving us a different option well, especially Coleman and, not Coleman sorry Kone and Naismith are in, on the wings and naturally players who are going to float inside aren't they so you did, you, we did need a player who was going to bomb off from deep with, 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 you know, with an attacking presence and probably without Coleman in the team Martin has probably said to Brown and you know just, just sit in do your job and said to Galloway you have a go bomber on today. You, you give us that outlet yeah. coming forward, coming forward from from late on the on the left hand side, and you know it's, it's, it's turning the box for that first chance. It's brilliant. It, it showed great great bit of awareness, and I just thought he was going to smash that high into the roof of the net from, yeah. from the tight angle and, and, and score. But you know, it, it, <laughs> he actually did the undefended yeah. thing. Yeah, he kind of placed <laughs> yeah. it in the corner. Yeah. But uh, but oh no, the, the lads uh, the lads outstanding, isn't he? We talked about Montero on the left hand side and. Andrzej Ayew playing on the right has been probably one of the best players in the Premier League this season and, and again he, he just shut him down like he did with Pedro minimal fuss he, he's really good on the ball carrying it forward and he, 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 I can't speak highly enough yeah. for the lad he's been so good and it's, it's only his, that was only his seventh Premier League yeah. start it's just, interesting isn't it because you know um, Chelsea have had you know Ivanovic playing right back for so long and asked for Laqueta and when you watched them last season it was almost like a time they had four centre-backs playing yeah. as well 
but they are modern modern defenders so they've got they've got a little bit of everything you know they've got a little bit of pace they've got you know they can pass they can cross they can shoot um and they can defend and what that seems to be what Galloway's got you know he is a he is a center back by trade but he's got a little bit of everything um and and it's great to say because you know I think we're all we've all we're all really disappointed when Baines got injured and obviously um Garbutt, we were all worrying about him in the summer signing yeah. the contract. And it, it, you know, don't get me wrong. I, I would love to have Leighton Baines back in the team for what he provides. But you know, Galloway's been fantastic and he's been a a really really good replacement. And um, you know, don't I don't have any worries about him at all. No, it, it sends a good message to the other young players in the squad, doesn't it? As well, who are coming through the likes of you know things things people like Ryan Ledson mm-hmm. and, and them who were, who were looking to break into the first team. The you know Martinez could have easily put stones to right back on on Saturday, and, yeah. and, and, and especially know, when he's paid nine. Exactly, exactly. But he said that you know he's obviously thought this young lad's been in and around the team for a while. He's he's done well in a few games. He's come into the side and he deserved his chance in the end. And he took it. And any young player in that team now who's who's going to be looking to get into the first team, if there's an injury or a suspension, they'll be thinking to themselves, you know, this manager's going to give me a chance. And and when you can't go out and spend big money on players and and you need to invest in this side of of the squad, that's such a positive thing to have. Mm. Uh, Interesting as well for. Four English players playing yeah. at the back, and you know, it didn't hear. Out, well, I certainly haven't heard anybody no. from the media talking about the team. The media are always talking about um, the lack of English players and the lack of young English players given a chance. And yet, we've got four. We've got four English players playing at the back. You know, we've got four English players under twenty-two in the team, yeah. and. Nobody seems to be giving us any credit for it. Okay, we did got we got went and bought John Stones, we went and bought Galloway, but no one's given us any credit for it. No one's you know patting us on the back. You know, whereas it, it's it's weird because any you know you look at that you look at the back four and you think there's a back four that could you know go and play for England in next summer if called on. You know, yeah. certainly <laughs> the centre backs as we've already mentioned, and no one's saying oh well done, well done Everton. You know, or you know well well done. For cultivating this environment where you've got young English players all all yeah. playing together and all being really good. Well, I I had Stan Collymore going crazy about Tottenham doing it the weekend and, and how well they're doing with all the young English mm. players and and Deli Ali should be fast tracked into the England squad and, and all this sort of thing. And you think like like you mentioned, it's you it, 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 very rarely get a team in the Premier League and it, it, I think it's been mentioned by Gary Neville a lot that that, that, that does really well without that core of, mm. of English players and and we've got that. And it's about preserving it and having two local players in there as well Barkley and, and Brown and it, it's really encouraging and it's that, that could easily like you mentioned that could easily be in England back four in the next five years when those players have, have come on and, and developed and, and, and not gal- sure Jags will be in there well no years, no but. no <laughs> perhaps not no but you know what I mean but yeah. um, the, it is so good it's to, encouraging, it's, it's it's so it's encouraging, encouraging to see yeah it's encouraging that, that you know they're all there and as you mentioned local players as well it's really mm. encouraging but I suppose in the modern world we live in, you know, a kid from Milton Keynes is quite local now. The way it is, you know, what <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's um, that, so you could take what you know, you got to take what you're given. But I, I just think it, I'm not asking for anyone yeah. to like say, oh, give us a big pat on the back. But it's just interesting that no one else spoke about no. it, considering that when you think 
of how much is talked about mm. foreign players playing in the Premier League. Everyone's been saying Anthony Marshall's well worth the money already for Manchester United and, and all that sort of thing. You know, when, when they're going out and spending £58 million pound on, a, on a French player, he's getting lauded and, and Everton are bringing in. You know, some some local lads from or lads from around England and giving them a chance well, and nothing's that. being said. Tell you, what, you mentioned you mentioned Deli Ali there for Spurs. You know, he came from Milton Keynes yeah. as well. They've they've sold you know him to Tottenham. They've sold obviously Galloway to us, not for mega money. And you know, you you just think that that that's like the old crew sort of conveyor belt. Yeah. They'll keep set. They'll keep producing players and they'll keep selling players and they're happy to do it and. Those players will go on and have really good careers and it'll be great kudos for, for Milton Keynes. Mm-hmm. Um and they'll have they'll always have this this pipeline of players. It's what crew did for years. Yeah. Barnsley um, as well, Stones Holgate, yeah, same yeah. sort of thing. So it's isn't it? it's interesting, you know, if <laughs> I know players should be sold for the for the worth or but that's that's an inter- it's an interesting thing that they're happy to do that. Um obviously one of those players as well, Ross Barkley, I mean what can you say about this lad? You know, it, I just, I think, I think literally the turning point, even though it is only early in the season, was was the goal against Watford. You know, mm. I, I thought up to then, I, I looked at him and I just, I wasn't sure if he, mm. if, you know, his found if his place knew what his place was or the manager knew what his place was. But since he scored that goal, he's just been brilliant and he's found himself in a position now where he's he's making it his own. He's making the right decisions. He's knowing when to do things. He's keeping it simple when he needs to do things. He's not doing stupid things in dangerous areas. And you only have to look at the second half, you know, the the the, the intent hmm. at the beginning of the second half, you know, when he's fizzing balls across the box and out-muscling players and winning winning fouls that he, you know, in good areas, the like things that we, you yeah. know, associate Pienaar with. Yeah. Um, and it's 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 so good to see. It's so good to see. People wrote him off last season, so you know. And I think we're starting to see that he is the player that he always dared to be. Well, I think the responsibility that he was going to be given at the start of the season, especially with us not signing this number ten player as well, he's he's kind of been. It's kind of been thrust on him, hasn't it? It's kind of been. There's no choice for him. He he, he is going to be the creative heartbeat of this yeah. team now. And the encouraging thing for me is that he he seems to have been getting better and better in every game this season. And I think that well, the statistics from the Chelsea game was it was his most creative game in Everton shirt with four chances. And against Swansea, he created six chances. So that's that's another area of his game where he where he's getting better. His, his final ball's improving a lot. And. What what I like what I've liked in the last two games from him as well is at, at times last season he, he faded quite badly in games he was mm. he was chasing the ball and he wasn't really getting into the match in the last stages whereas as against Chelsea he, he got better and better as the game went on and again against Swansea in the second half it was quite a frantic match in, in the first half and I think the like the likes of John Joe Shelby and Jack Hawk they seem to they seem to wilt as the game went on yeah. but Barkley we, we, we touched upon his, his physicality and how much bigger he looks but he, he seems fitter as well he, I think, he's, he's grown in stature in matches I think last season I think he was always playing catch up yeah. the whole season he was playing catch up you know it, it's so important you know I know I know there's a lot of debate over pre-seasons when they should start how much they should do but just 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 playing the first few weeks of of the season and, and getting you know but he didn't come into you know what was it October he didn't come into the season and he, he was always playing catch up and because he was playing catch up his, it, you know he was always trying to do too much as well um, and I think I just it just his season just never really got going but this season you know he started from day one um, and he's just he's just Improved, improved. As you said, the f- he's, he, you know, he's, 
he looks so strong. Hmm. He looks, and it, but no, now he's known. To, now he's starting to use that strength and know how to use it. You know, he's a big lad. He's a big frame. He's getting himself in front of the ball, in between the ball and the player, and get winning fouls in key areas yeah. or clever areas or just to break up the play. And it, it's so um, it's so refreshing to see, and it, it it does seriously look like he he can become that player. That size he's got is such an asset, isn't it? Because yeah. in a league where there's so many more like you know intricate technical slight midfield players, mm. having that attribute is is going to make him stand out and and really boss boss matches. And if we're talking about the simple things he's doing, which which is really good, and he's making mature decisions. That seems to have given him more confidence then to try the spectacular things as well. If, if he continues to play simple passes in, in the middle of the pitch and and make runs at the right time, offload the ball at the right time, then when he gets into these areas, I think that, that Kyle Norton, he didn't know which whether he was. You know, he had, he had twisted blood by the end of the game because he was he was dropping his shoulder, fainting to shoot, fainting to cross, going on his left foot, going on his right foot, and and that that's the confidence he gets from doing those simple things well and. We've always mentioned that that he is a he is a confidence player, isn't he? And it's it's just great to see him getting a bit of consistency to his game as well now. And that's it because a lot of people wrote him off last season. They really did. They yeah. just thought they just they look. I think a lot of people looked at him and went, "He hasn't got a brain. He hasn't got a brain to go with with his undoubted ability." Mm. And and at, at times I did worry, and at, and at times I did question it. And even even the first game of the season against Watford, I was looking at him and I was struggling to to think how he fitted in the whole thing. And um, I, and I do think that the not being able to get the num- you know the mythical number ten, mm. I think not being able to get that player has almost galvanised them as mm. well. Knowing that he's going to play every week, he's going to be in there. If he if he deserves it, you know, and as you just mentioned there, you know, how many times last season did we see him try and attempt like a little through ball? It was always undercooked. Mm. It was always too too short. It always got cut out. And I've seen so far this season. We've already seen you know the Naismith goal against Chelsea. We've already seen that he he can do that. It's almost like he know. Well, it's like he knows the pass. He can yeah. see the pass. He just wasn't hitting it hard enough. Mm. Um, and if he, you know, if he continues going the way he's going, you know, I think he, you know he, he'll score lots of goals this season. He's, or certainly more than he has, and he'll get a lot more assists. He was just jaded the, the entirety of last season, wasn't he? After, after the World Cup and that injury, coming back into the side, being rotated around the team, different positions, he just never had the chance to establish any kind of consistency. And and this season, he's been played in in a position which suits him a little bit deeper in the team. And he's just he's just he's just brisked them with confidence, and it seems to be it seems to be you know affecting the other players around them, like so Gareth Barry, James McCarthy, the midfield. Just see it like the defence. It, it's just really well oiled and functioning brilliantly at the moment. Certainly is right. Coming up in part three, we'll be looking forward to tonight's game against Reading. We'll also be uh, having a little chat about Kevin Morales. We'll be right back on the Blue Room. One hour, everything Everton. The Blue Room on Radio City Talk. It's the Blue Room, Radio City Talk with Peter McParland and Matt Jones in the studio for the final part of the show. Uh, this Everton game kicking off at 8 o'clock, it's a nuisance, isn't it? We won't be able to get any team news on the show. Never mind, let's, uh, let, you know, we just mentioned before the break there, Ross Barkley, you know, he, he was the, now obviously the villain of the piece on Saturday was uh, Kevin Morales in his uh, one minute and whatever it was. Um, did you find it strange that he got brought on with a minute to go, to go effectively? Um... T- not, not really, no. Managers do it all the time, don't they? They just kind of want some fresh legs on for the last few minutes, try and take the sting out of the game. I just thought it was unforgivable what he did, really. Just 
you know, mm. I was I couldn't believe it the, the the way the team defended. You mentioned so well for that the whole game. We had good chances in the match, and it, it was just the time in the, in the game where it settled down. It seemed to be meandering a little bit towards a nil nil, and to come on and, and give away a free kick like that, and get yourself sent off. You know, that's all it takes, isn't it, for, for a team to score at, at the expense of, of your own frustrations, and, we, and which he was frustrated, and we all know why he is frustrated. But to come on and make a tackle like that, and yeah. I've seen people saying it wasn't a red no, card, it was an awful, awful tackle. Awful and tackle. and he, it's not the first time he's done that yeah, either, by little, the way. He's yeah. got a little bit in him, hasn't he? He's so, definitely got a little bit in him. Yeah, so, it, was, it was an awful tackle, and, um, you know, he, d- he definitely did. He definitely, I know if a better man has just been like, I don't, you know, I, I don't think that we'll, we'll contest it. You know, those those things don't, no, it was a red. That's why you're not contesting everything. Is, he would have been playing tonight and had a great chance to show what he can do and get himself back in the team. Yeah. And instead, he's got himself banned for three matches. And if, if you know, if, if we're in the game now in a few weeks' time and we need the player to come off the bench, he's not going to look at him and think, "Oh, I can, I can rely on him to co- rely on him to come on and make an yeah. impact." Is he? It's a, it's. I don't know. It's, a, it's a, the whole thing's a strange one, isn't it? He signs a contract and then you know he's hardly getting a sniff. Mm. It's 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 a weird situation, yeah. isn't it? And we're starting to hear a few uh, you know a few uh, rumours of him maybe regretting the fact yeah. that he signed the three-year contract. But you do you do wonder where he fits in in the whole thing, you know, because. Mm. Roberto Martinez he definitely he definitely likes Jared Delafeu, and he definitely likes what um, Lennon gives gives him as well. You know that 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 pace and that that willing to work up and down. And you just wonder where Kevin Manas fits in with that. Oh, I think he, he's probably. I, he's probably envisioned him playing off the left hand side, hasn't he? And I think cleverly did so well there early on the season that it, that he kind of nailed down that place. And then and Naismith came on against Chelsea, and and he kind of won it back in, in the end. And he he's played the last two games, but I, I can understand why he's frustrated. But all he needs to do in those last few minutes is come on, run around the pitch, show his work, rate, show he's willing, and just he was been playing in the game tonight and had a great chance to show he could, he can, you know, you should be in the team for West Brom, score a couple of goals. But he, he he's just let himself down. I've got absolutely. No sympathy for the lad yeah. whatsoever. Silly boy. Um, talking of tonight, obviously, Reading, Capital One Cup. Got to go for it, haven't we? I mean, I, I hope there's not too many changes. I really do. I, I, I really hope that there's a core in there. I, I, we mentioned Stones and Jags frequently on the show, and I think I want to see them too. I know people say, well, it's a good chance of bringing Foons Mori in, but I think if you leave them two in the team tonight... You're really setting it up, do you know what I mean? Because he'll probably change the goalie knowing what he's like. Mm. And if we change the goalie and we change one of the centre-backs, then I'm worried. That, yeah, you, you, it's a great partnership going there. Why why break it? And we haven't got a game until next Monday anyway, so yeah. there's, there's no excuse not to go there and play a strong team. I think I think there will be changes to the side. I personally would only make two or three different you know alterations. Maybe bring in someone like Dalafeu who impressed mm. at the weekend. Uh, maybe give Bar- Ross Barkley a rest. Bring in Leon Osman. Um, but but nothing too drastic. I think I think Redden are a good side. They've they've had a good start to the season. They've got some good players. Uh, Piasson from Chelsea's there on loan. Ola John's a Dutch international on loan from Benfica. He, he's a good player. So they, they have got some talent going forward, and I think they will will be well off for it. They'll have they'll have probably, probably have a good attendance, and we've seen in the last round these lower league teams. Even if they do rotate a few players in. They are hungry for these matches, and they will put. If, if Everton feel that a side which is unfit is is not familiar, they're not cohesive. They will put you under pressure, and I, I'd just be a little bit wary about making too many changes tonight. Yeah, I'm 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 writing it down now. I'm looking at Joel in goal. Mm. This is not the team, by the way. So no one quote this, but this is what I'm saying. <laughs> with ten minutes, of the team comes out. I'm going to go Joel in goal. Browning, Jagstone, Galloway, Lennon, Osman, McCarthy, Jerry. 
Delafeu, Lukaku, and I'm just thinking who would be the other one. Would you, you know? Would you? Would you? Would you leave Ross in there or put? Or put Naismith in there, could, or, or would you could go, be Gibson? Could get Gibson a go? Well, I wouldn't put Gibson. I, that, I just wouldn't put. Gibson. I'm not saying what I'll do. I'm saying what I, what I think. He, what I just I think wouldn't he put him in there yeah. because I just think I just don't. And he just hasn't played any part this mm. season. And we've seen in the last round how is Besic fit? He could. He no, could, I don't think he's in. fit. Is he? Um, so I think bringing a player in like him could mm. leave that little weak link, which which you've seen against uh, Barnsley. Weak links can get. Exposed very yeah. easy in this I, competition. I like to see the same back four again because Galloway and Brown are, are young players, aren't they? Still relatively yeah. inexperienced in, in the Premier League career, so it, it, they, they need games and, and they need to be playing alongside Stones and Jagielka, especially if they're going to be in the team for a few weeks. And it's just, I think this is such a good opportunity for us to uh, to, to go on and win a cup. And it was it was really sad and <laughs> it was really quite sad watching the first half of the Barnsley game, thinking I can't believe we spurned this again. We're gonna we're gonna be out at the first at the first hurdle and I don't think we've actually qualified beyond the third round for like three or four years now so it's it's a great chance to, to go to a, a team that I think Steve Clark said he's got, they're going to make a lot of change for the match as well bring in a few players they want to uh, want to have a look at so it is a good chance for us to go there and, and put in a strong performance so just get the game won early and then you can make your changes yeah definitely because you know as you mentioned here we've we've never won this competition and uh, you know semi-finals is the best I've ever seen get to but never really do it do anything with it I mean it was a bit young for 84 but uh, <laughs> I think you look sometimes at teams who get to the final or the latter stages and you look mm. how they get there and they go you think to yourself you know what because <laughs> what normally tends to happen is in the first few rounds is at you know, last season, look at last season, we had the Europa League and we had we had a lot of tough games and we seem to have a lot of injuries as well. And it's always those first few, couple of rounds where we've we, we've got our eye on something else. But this year, we don't have our eye on anything else. And that's why we've, re- we've really got to take it seriously because not only is it a cup, you know, 20, 21 years this year, tick, tick, tick. Um, but it's also, you can qualify for Europe by February. I mean, how, how, much, how much pressure would that take off? The, you know everybody at the club know, that's it. you know knowing that that's it then if, if you qualify for Europe already and, and say we're on the fringes of the top four and we, we've already got that Europa League in, in our back pocket games like the weekend against Swansea you can go for it then you can say right we're going to go and try and win this match now it gives you, it gives you that comfort barrier doesn't it but you know the, the priority for me is just to see us go to Wembley and, and lift some silverware and like you said there teams like Bradford City getting into the final you know you know, no disrespect but they were, they were in the fourth tier of, of English football when they got there so there's uh, a, lot, a lot of sides seem to stumble into it don't they, they, yeah. they like, they're what, there by accident what you find as well is you find that a lot of you know I think there's quite a few Premier League teams playing each other as well mm. and what you find when you get to like the quarterfinals is you find that um, you, you, you find that the likes of Chelsea or Arsenal if you get one of them they might have a big Champions League game the week mm. after because you come into the latter stages of the group stage then. Mm. So you come into that, they've got to get that game to qualify to be at, you know first in the group. And they, they'll play a lot of squad players. And I just think it's a massive opportunity. And also, you know, you look how seriously you took the Europa League last season. Mm. I want them to take this competition just as yeah. serious as as the Europa League because for me, there's no difference. There's more chance we're going to win the, the, the Capital One Cup than... Mm. Than win the Europa League. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It's, it's mad, isn't it? It, it? it just seems like we're, we're completely cursed in this competition, and, and we, we've said it for so for so long now. But it's 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 such a 
it's such a com- it's such a competition that Everton should be targeting. It's teams like Swansea, we, we, we played the weekend. They their fans went there. They had a great day out at Wembley, and it, and it helped them kind of push on to, to to what they are now. And I think if if we won that trophy and, and this young squad that we've got in, in place at the moment, it would enrich them with, with a winning mentality and, and to get that trophy win done early in the careers would, would bode so well going forward especially for players like Stones Galloway Ross Barkley it would give them that experience of, of going all the way in a competition crossing the line and winning winning a cup for Everton yeah sorry I've just uh, I think I've just got some team news in for Redding Al Habsi's in goal oh <laughs> <laughs> you saying that like 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 you know what well, that well that's he, good or bad? He, um, he got dropped for Joel, didn't he? At Wigan, Martinez shunted him off the team and put Joel Robles in, so he's not as good as Joel Robles. Make it that make it that what you will. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm not saying anything like that, but I mean, you know, on the whole competition, you just think if Roberto Martinez could be, you know, the man who. Gets the gets that silver yeah. to Goodison Park. I mean, you just think, you just think how much that would elevate his him. I mean, and it, some people have mm. the jury still out for Roberto Martinez. So you just think this cup competition, taking it seriously, you know, I think would elevate him again for a lot of fans because I think we just haven't took it as serious as as we should have, and um, that I think I think that would just. He's done it already, he hasn't he? Him. He's done it already, hasn't he? With Wigan, he knows what's what's required to, to go and beat these big teams and, and win a final at Wembley. So it's just about getting there. It's just it's it seems like a, a competition. Teams kind of fall into the last four by accident, and and suddenly you're like, oh, you know, we're in the, in the last four of the League Cup. Now we, we may as well have a go at trying to win it. And if we target it and make it a priority, which I think we should do, then there's no reason why we shouldn't be getting well, there. Reading are giving four full debuts to summer signings. Well, there you go. So that's four players who've never scored for Reading. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, um, so the script, it? the script, right? Five four to Everton then the in that case. Right, yeah. I don't want to. <laughs> please, not penalties. Please, not penalties. Nobody wants penalties tonight. Just a nice, clean, no. normal win for Everton to get through to the next round. Mm. Get an easy draw, yeah. and, and on we go. Right, uh, that's all time we got for tonight on mm. the Blue Room.